Welcome to my podcast. Um, today we're going to do something differently. We're going to talk about something different. We're going to operate differently as well. Um, you know, I started this podcast because I finally wanted a, a way to open up to people without having to approach them directly. You know, I wanted to share my ideas and express my opinions and just get let people get to know me you know because not too many people do in all honesty a lot of people think they do and I've let people believe that as well but I started this so people can know the actual real me and we haven't done that yet. So today, today will be the first time I kind of open up about myself to you guys. And there's no better time to do it, actually, <laughs> because this episode is where I want to talk about why I dislike the holidays so much Um, in my adulthood, I guess, but even in my teenage years as well. So, uh, here goes, I guess. Um, when I was younger, my family used to go to my great-grandmother's every Sunday. No matter what, no matter if it was raining or freezing cold outside or if it was a tornado on the ground, <laughs> we'll, um, we'll always go to her house every Sunday. And it was something I always looked forward to. You know, even as a kid, if not only just to see my grandma's face and to see her smile and to give her a hug, it was to see my, my cousins and play, you know, at the playground and do all those things that we do, that we do as kids, you know. Um, and I'm so proud of myself because even looking back in hindsight, I don't think that I took those those days for granted. And I'm so happy about that because now that I'm older, I'm looking back, those were truly the best times of my life. Those were the times I had the most fun, the times I felt the most safe. I was happiest during that time. And I'm glad I didn't take it for granted because... I, I missed the hell out of those days. <laughs> I really wish I can go back. But anyway, um, every Sunday and every holiday too, we will all get together if we can. And the cousins will be outside at the playground across the street playing. And the, the uncles, which was my granddad and his brothers, they'd be up under the tree drinking beers and having a laugh and the, the ladies, my grandma and her sister-in-laws, my granddad's sisters, you know. My great-grandma, they all would be in the living room and watching TV and laughing and talking about whatever they talk about, you know, when we're not in there. <laughs> and I just remember that seat that my, um, my great-grandma had, which was in the living room where she could see her whole family all together. And I just imagined that that made her the happiest woman in the world to see everybody in one spot at the same time. 
And my uh, my my grandma, my actual grandma that I live with, I remember she had her own seat too in the kitchen, the the far end of the kitchen where she always sat, and it was right beside the back door. I just remember everything so vividly about that. <laughs> and I remember I would come in the front door and run through there and get yelled at that by my great grandma, telling me to slow down, run in there, grab a bottle of water, and run back out, and everybody saying no, stay in or stay out. <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, yeah, I just, I just remember so much about those days for some reason. Anyway, um, but yeah, every Sunday, every holiday, we would go there. But my grandma, my great-grandma, I should say, I guess, she got sick. Um, I don't know if it was 2008 or 2009 when she got diagnosed with cancer. Um or a form of, you know, some pancreatic illness, I think. But I think it was cancer. Either way, she was terminal, I think, that we knew that at the time. I don't know. But um, she passed away in 2010, in early 2010, like February-ish or something like that. And in 2010, I was nine, but since she died earlier in the year, and my birthday is in June, I was eight when she passed away and you know it's eight you probably thinking like you know he's eight there's no way you really knew what was going on you didn't know anything <laughs> it's an eight-year-old and you would be correct but there are some things that i just can't get out of my mind even now and one thing in particular that i just can't forget is something that i bet no one else in my family even remotely remembers because I don't think anyone else was in there at the time um but on the night before my grandma died my granddad stopped by there which was her son uh, my granddad is her son <clears throat> and um he stopped by her room because me and my mom have moved in with my grandma around that time she uh she you know she got sick somebody needed to move in and my mom chose to do that and eventually I moved in with my mom too to kind of help out around there even though I couldn't really do much but you know I moved in too um but my granddad had stopped by that night before she left to go say goodnight to her and uh you know tell her that uh he loved her and stuff like that and my grandma was getting ready to leave and go home um and then my other uncle um stopped by and he was getting ready to leave too so he also went in there to you know, just say goodnight, you know, good, good night, I love you, whatever. Um, and when my granddad said that, my grandma didn't know who he was. And as a matter of fact, I don't think she knew who any of us was at the time. Um, and I remember the look on my granddad's face when she said that she didn't recognize him or recognize us for that matter um and it was only it was for a split second he, he didn't it didn't last long but that split second was all i needed to see it was just a face of like just pure pure um pure sadness pure grief that i never seen my granddad make before and i never ever ever saw him make that face again after but that face in that split second still just 
sends chills, chills down my, my spine. And um, later that night, she passed away in her sleep. Um, I remember waking up that next morning, sun just beaming into the room. And I woke to one of my aunties crying because, you know, they found out that she was no longer with us. And those cries, I still have in my head. Just can't forget it. I didn't even get out of bed when I heard that because I knew what had happened. And I really didn't feel like facing that situation, you know, just waking up. But my mom came into the room, you know, tears in her eyes. And she didn't even have to say anything. She just kind of looked at me and I nodded my head and I laid back down and that was that. Um, I went outside eventually before they, well, I think all of us, I think my mom came and got me because they had to, you know, get her body and stuff. So I went outside and I still remember who was on the porch with me and who was in the driveway. I remember what it looked like outside, what the car, what cars were there. Everything about that that day, that moment specifically is super photographic to me right now. And I remember the cry that one of my other aunties made when they brought her out the door, um, her body out the door. And uh, just that feeling. Um, I tried my best to for some reason, I don't know why, but I try my best to just hold myself together, try not to cry, you know, keep my composure. Because my granddad was also there, my granddad wasn't crying. And maybe I was trying to look strong for my granddad for some odd reason. I don't know, I was eight. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I tried my best, but it got to me. So I went in the house and sat on the stool and... And I cried for the first time that day, and it lasted a while. And I had the biggest headache out there. It was over. It was crazy. Um, and fast forward to the next, you know, few Sundays and it's few holidays. And obviously things weren't the same, right? <laughs> um, you know, I think we tried our best to to recreate her her presence and her presence my great my great grandma's presence is just something that can't ever be replicated ever we didn't we didn't stand a chance of trying to to get her um her love back you know so i had to be realized that it just wasn't going to feel the same having holidays and Sundays at her house without her there, we decided to start having the holidays at my, my aunt's house. Um, and you know, as the years went on, less and less of us went out there um, to our house. And then my granddad stopped going all together. And then eventually even I stopped going to... Um, And man, I just, I don't know, I just miss it. <laughs> I legit just miss those days. Um, there were 
honestly, it's just nothing like them. Those were the times where I was just the happiest and the safest. And it changed so fast. And it's incredible to think about how one person, I mean, not only how one person could just individually impact so many people, but how one person's death can completely just crumble the foundation, uh, yeah, the foundation of like a family, a family structure, a family's um, tradition, I guess. <coughs> um, but you know, eventually, um, we all got used to her not being there, and we, well, my house at least started. You know, we just kind of did our own thing. We did this anyway. We always celebrated the holidays at my house too. My granddad and my grandma and my mom and my auntie. Um but my auntie and my uh my, my mom's sister, my aunt but you know. I said auntie a lot so I don't want anybody to get confused. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, uh we always did our own thing at our house too. So either before or after we leave my my great grandma's or, you know, my other my great aunt's house, we would come home and we have food too uh and this was the holidays were like the one time um or the few times a year that my family would eat together at the table and my granddad would always initiate it and he was so serious about (laughs) about making sure that we all sat at the table and ate together as a family at least during the holidays and to think that you know on christmas I just woke up, I just opened gifts and stuff. I'm ready to play my new games and play with my toys. I don't feel like eating. You know, I just want to go in the kitchen and eat like a, a, a roll or something and then just go back, <laughs> go back to playing. Um, but yeah, he was so insistent on that and we would argue all the time about, you know, me trying to get back in there to play games that's always going to be there. And in hindsight, he is... He was so right. Those games that I got back then, those games that I played, games that I still play, games that I can play anytime I want to, but that, especially with the fact that my granddad passed away last year, that that family time of all of us being together was something that was limited, you know? Um... Now that's something I think I did take for granted at the time. And to think that in high school I was so depressed. (laughs) I was legit like unhappy in high school. Not even close. It's not it's not an argument, it's not up for debate. I was super sad and depressed in high school. But to think that I will literally do anything I could to go back to those days just to you know, see my granddad again, eat at the table with him one more time, or, you know, anything really. I remember um, on Saturdays, it was freezing cold during the, the fall and winter months in the house because we live in the country, so, and we had an older house too. It was, um, it, we didn't have central heating, we had like a, a gas heater, and it was only one in the kitchen in the, um, in the living room, so... It was freezing cold on Saturday mornings, and 
I can just remember waking up cold in my bed. The TV is way too loud because I slept with the TV on back then. And I also slept on the the other end of my bed, the foot of the bed. And the sun was just blasting in my face every Saturday. And to top all that off, my granddad was making coffee. And it was so strong in the mornings, man. <laughs> and he was talking to my grandma. But my granddad's voice was super, um, super deep. It like, uh, it like vibrated. Like, it, I can't explain it, but his voice carried very well in the mornings in that small house that we had. And I would just remember, like, trying to cover my ears and trying to get go back to sleep. You know, I just went to school all week and had to wake up at 6, 5.30 in the morning. You know, I wanted to sleep. <laughs> but, yeah, I just remember trying to drown out my granddad's voice. And to think now that literally I just would do anything to to wake up in that, that house again. That house isn't even here anymore. It got knocked down when we moved out two years ago. When we moved to this house we're in now, they uh they knocked that house down two years ago. And I think that I just want to go back and wake up in that house on that cold morning and just hear my granddad's voice carry through the house. But just want to hear that one more time, man. And it's just crazy to think about <laughs> how fast our mindsets can change. And so little time is truly incredible. But yeah, the holidays just don't hit the same. I I never get to sit at the table with my granddad again. Never get to argue with him about anything again. Um, on New Year's, we had this tradition where me and him would always get sparkling grape juice, and we would always. <laughs> We always ride together a few weeks before um, New Year's to try to go find some because it was always sold out. And I just remember all those those banters we had in the car about how hard it is to find this stupid, cheap, <laughs> sparkling grape juice, man. Man, I miss those car rides. But, um, yeah, every New Year's we would drink sparkling grape juice, 12 o'clock, and we would call my aunt and tell her Happy New Year's because, you know, she... She doesn't live with us anymore. Uh, she lives in another another city. But, uh, yeah, we'll call her, tell her Happy New Year's. You know, we'll go downstairs to get my grandma up, wake her up, and we'll, we'll all toast and drink that super big glass of sparkling grape juice. And me and my granddad would make the same face because it's so sour. <laughs> we only had it that one time a year, and it's always so sour, sour when we when we get it again. But, um, but yeah, and then my mom would call, too, a little bit later after she know that, you know, we had enough time to call my auntie. She'll call because she usually, she lives with us, well, she lived with us, but um, she uh, usually out with her friends doing her own thing on New Year's. But, you know, she'll call, say Happy New Year's, and then she'll be home later. Then my grandma would go back to sleep. My granddad would go back in his room and um, listen to those old songs, and I'd go back in my room and play the game or watch TV, where I was, whatever I was doing. I was never asleep at 12 o'clock. <laughs> I was always up in, on New Year's at midnight. You know, then I will call my dad to um, Happy New Year's and stuff. And he's usually sleeping, knocked out, and groggy. So I had to say, <laughs> Happy New Year's, Dad, and say I love you, you know, stuff like that. And then he'll go back to sleep. Probably don't even remember the call the next day. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man. 
I missed out on that last year because my granddad passed away in September. So this new, well, I guess it was this year, right? This New Year's. Um, I don't even remember what we did. I think we had sparkling grape juice, but I don't. I don't remember anything else. It was so whack and uneventful without him here. And this year, I'm um, I'm 21. You know, this was the year where me and him can actually get like a a real shot to drink of wine because I am very against. You know me. I'm. Everybody knows this about me. I just I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do anything. So you know, I'm very strict about my my body. <laughs> but um, yeah, this was the year me and him were going to drink, take a shot of wine because I've always wanted to drink wine with you know in general, but to drink it with him. After all these years with the sparkling grape juice was, you know, was the plan, but he didn't, he didn't make it. Um, so this year, you know, I'm gonna get together with my dad and we're gonna have a have a shot. Um, probably go over to his house or he can come over here. I don't know yet, but gonna do it with my dad this year. Um, we talked about it. Um, uh, New Year's. This time, well, this previous New Year's, we talked about it, that I'm 21 now, you know. <laughs> Don't got to feel weird about drinking anything because I'm of age now, you know. But I just, I just, man, it's just a lot of stuff like that, that that I never thought too much about. But now it's just everything, and it's everything because I no longer have it. You just don't know what you got until it's gone. That's such a true, true and relevant statement to a lot of us. And this house still feels so empty without him here. And it's so quiet. You know, my dog Ace is up throughout the day and, and running around and making a bunch of noise. And he keeps me and my grandma, you know, on our toes and active and happy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just when it's just me and grandma. You know, my mom moved to a different state. She, I don't think she's not. You know, not I don't think she's not gonna be here this Thanksgiving. And I don't even know if my aunt's coming home or not. Um, so this Thanksgiving may just be me and my grandma, three out of the five of us that has always been here in my whole life, or won't even be here this time. And yeah, I just. Man, the holidays just ain't for me. <laughs> the holidays are not for me anymore, man. But, uh, <clears throat> but yeah. Anyways, uh, this is not going to be a long episode. And I'm not going to edit anything. So it's going to, it's already longer than it needs to be because I'm not all the us and the me trying to think of what I'm going to say next and the stutters and everything that I messed up on is staying in because. I want this to be as literally as authentic as possible, you know. If any episode needs to be raw, it needs to be this one, especially since it's our um, since it's our first time, you know, talking about me personally, right? Um, and it's not until I start talking about myself that I realize how much I don't like talking about myself. <laughs> I do not like it, <clears throat> but um. But yeah, uh, for those of you that are listening to this, um, there's a little bit about me, about why I'm so socially distanced um, during this holiday season, why I may not test back or why I may not post much. 
the holidays, man, they get me hard every year. They, they hit me super, super hard every year. And this year and last year in particular. But we work through them. We get by them. And we get back to our our old selves, you know. Once the cold finally ends. Once it stops getting dark at 5 o'clock and, you know, the sun's out longer. It's, you start to feel a little bit better. But anyway. I thank you guys for listening. Um, it's like what? It's four o'clock in the morning, dude. I don't know. I don't even know what I say for my my outros. Do I even say anything? I think I say something like um, this. That's been this episode of the Real Reese. But if I don't say anything and I sound like an idiot, it's because it's so late. <laughs> I'm sorry. But um, appreciate y'all. I hope you found this episode enjoyable. Let me know if you want to. <clears throat> want to hear um more episodes like this just me kind of talking into the mic no plan no objective no no other people here just me talking about myself um i guess a lot of you start listening to this so you could get to know me better and you know we're a few episodes in and that hasn't happened yet so hopefully this is a nice change of pace something that you looking forward to or something that you were interested in and if you are i'll keep doing these not very, you know, not commonly though, because I don't like getting emotional. <laughs> I hate, right? I'm not emotional right now because I can control myself when I know people are going to hear this or, you know, but I just don't like, I don't like being emotional. <laughs> anyway, um, I will see you guys. Well, what's the next episode? I think the next episode is going to be... I think I'm going to do the Mike Flanagan um, ranking of all his movies and TV shows. I do have to watch two more of his movies, and then I've seen everything Mike Flanagan has ever done. And I'm super excited to make that list. It's going to be a long video. I'm not going to... Well, let me not say that. I'm going to say as much as I could, as as much as I can in a in the amount of time that I give myself, which is probably like an hour. So hopefully I get a, a good gist of everything, but I don't know. But yeah, breaking his um his projects would be the next video. Then after that, I have two no, I have three um collaboration videos coming up. Um one with well nah, I'll save it. I'm not gonna spoil anything. <laughs> anyway, uh appreciate you guys listening and it's been a it's been real. <laughs>